y'all. It's Carmen. Thank you for joining me for the Let's Be Real podcast. You are joining me for week three of a series I'm calling Whatever. This series is all about our thought life. What are our thoughts supposed to be about or look like? Should they reflect the good in us or the bad? What thoughts honor God? The main scripture for this series is Philippians 4.8. I hope that at the end of this series, you will be able to have a Philippians 4.8 thought life and outlook on the world. As I'm recording today, we just got our little dog back from the doctor. She had some surgery and if you hear some kind of funny noises, it's her. She is uh, laying here beside me recovering and uh, wanted to give that disclaimer before we get started. So over the past two weeks, we have looked deep into the first two descriptor words of what our thoughts should be, things that we should be thinking about. The first is that we should think about things that are true. No place for lies or secrets in the mind of the child of God. And number two, we should think about things that are noble, honorable and respectable thoughts about God, his kingdom, other believers and ourselves. No place for trashy thoughts in the mind of the child of God. Today, we will look at the third descriptor. Our thinking should be described as right. Who loves being wrong? I don't know any person ever alive or currently living who would raise their hand to that question. No one likes to be wrong. No one would even remotely want anyone to think they are wrong. We like to be right. We like to have the right answer the right comeback, and be on the right side of an argument. In fact, not only do we like to be on the right side of an argument, we so enjoy rubbing our opponent's nose in just how right we were. Tell me I am not the only one. The first step in recovery is admitting you have a problem. But it's not really a problem to be right. It is a problem when we think our, quote, rightness comes from us alone. Let's dive into what God's Word has to say about right. Let's read the scripture, Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Right. The word is defined as correct, righteous by implication, innocent, just in the eyes of God, and conformity to God's standard. This word is an adjective that is used 80 times in the New Testament. Why is this descriptor so important for us? Because God is right, God is innocent, God is just, God is the standard setter of right, He is not the opposite, God is not wrong, God is not guilty. God is not unjust. God is not trying to meet the standard set by someone else. What I hope to establish with you today is this principle. Right inputs will lead to right thoughts, which will lead to right actions, making us act in compliance with and reflect more of God's character. This is the act of conforming our lives to God's standard. We cannot neglect this in our minds. So where should we start? 
First, we must decide on what is right, right inputs and right thinking. Acts 4.19 tells us that every person must decide what is right and what is right to God and if obeying God is better than obeying men. So the inputs in this verse are the quote men and what are they saying? Do you listen to others before you listen to God? Do you allow people who are wrong to speak into your life? Identifying this is so very important. This could involve listening to people face-to-face, listening to the news, TV shows, podcasts, music, other media, and social media friends. Be on the lookout for what you are allowing in that is skewing your thinking and pushing you in a wrong direction. Seek out righteous people to speak into your life. People who love God first and foremost, and then love you in a way that reflects God's love for you. To be real with you, this is hard to find, and those types of people are few and far between. If you have godly parents, this is a good place to start. Other believers with thriving relationships with God is another place to look. Ask someone of this caliber believer to come alongside you in your life journey. If you know no one that meets this criteria, ask God to send you someone to be this person for you. And until then, rely 100% on God and God's word. He will never steer you in a wrong direction. This leads me into the second thing we must consider and lean on. We must lean on and consider God's statutes, his precepts, his principles, and laws. In other words, God's word is right. Psalm 19, 8, Psalm 33, 4, and Psalm 119, verse 144 tells us that God's word is right and has benefits to bring us joy, truth, and understanding. Who wouldn't want those, right? 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 talks about the benefits of Scripture. We will get to those verses near the end of the episode. When we put into practice what we learn from the Scriptures, we can live our entire lives doing what is right in God's sight. Does that mean we will be perfect and never make mistakes? Well, what do you think? I can't even go two seconds without messing something up. But being right in God's eyes and conforming to His standards ultimately has nothing to do with our performance and everything to do with His Spirit's presence in our lives. Earlier in the book of Philippians, Paul tells us where righteousness or righteous living comes from. It comes from faith in Jesus. For me, that takes a lot of pressure off. Thirdly, rightness is a choice. Yes, our righteousness is not our own, but at some point, Real change should occur in our thoughts and actions because we want to be more like Jesus than we were the day before. In 1 Kings chapter 3, King Solomon prayed for wisdom. In verse 9, he asked God to, quote, give your servant a discerning heart to distinguish right from wrong. You know what God did? He honored Solomon's choice and request and gave him just that so much wisdom that he was considered the wisest person on the planet. Solomon did not want to rely on himself as he had to conduct the business of leading an entire nation. 
What happens when we rely on ourselves? We usually make some wrong decisions. Hosea 14.9 says this, Who is wise? He will realize these things. Who is discerning? He will understand them. The ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble in them. The thing is, even if we choose to rely on ourselves and walk in wrong ways and wrong living, God's standards will still make us stumble and fall. Why don't we choose righteousness? Even if you, child of God, have chosen wrongly and have stumbled, God is ready and willing to stoop down and swoop you up in His arms and make your life right, right there in His presence. Now that is some real good news. So we have talked about inputs and the actual thoughts Now let's turn our attention to our actions. Right actions. And as I said earlier, these will be the product of right thinking. In Genesis 4-7, God asked Cain about right actions. He said, Cain, if you do what is right, will I not accept you? God said this to try and help Cain understand that he had some wrong thinking that was fleshing itself out in wrong actions, like unacceptable sacrifices, and eventually the murder of his brother Abel. In 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 13, we are encouraged to never tire of doing what is right. In Matthew 5, 21 through 30, Jesus teaches the principle that our thoughts are just as sinful as our actions. Why? Because God cares about what's on the inside just as much, if not more, than the outside. Right and wrong start somewhere. He sees it all. So, is righteousness in your heart? You know, I have asked myself this question this week as I have been studying and preparing for this episode. You know, I can answer yes, I have righteousness in my heart because Jesus is there. But do I have right inputs that lead to right thoughts that flesh out in right actions? Not even hardly. Why not? because I don't allow myself to fully rely on God and His Word. And to be real with you, sometimes the right way just goes totally against what I want to do. So I am stuck in the tension of right and wrong. The glorious thing about being in that tension is that Jesus is right there with me. He has been in that tension before, and He was able to rely fully on God and God's Word, and He never went against God's standard. So how can we conform to God's standard? Let's look at 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. I told you we would come back to this before the end of the episode, and now you are breathing a sigh of relief that this episode is almost over. It says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God will be thoroughly equipped for every good work. These two verses are so vital to understanding the value of Scripture in our lives. Scripture plays four roles in us conforming to God's standard. Number one, teaching. This is instruction and application in the ways of God. Number two, rebuking. This is conviction of our wrongdoing and sins. Number three, correction. This is a setting straight of some idea or thought or behavior that needs it. 
and number four, training. This is instruction and development to reach full spiritual maturity. Okay, so let's apply this to our main idea of today's episode in right thinking. If we seek scripture to get our thoughts to where they need to be, here is how this will help us. Scripture will teach us the right way, rebuke us when we think wrongly, correct us by straightening out the wrong thinking and making it right, and then finally, like an athlete training for a competition, Scripture will help us to get in, quote, practice of that right thinking. Will you seek Scripture to help you conform your mind into what God wishes it to be? I want my mind to meet His standards with His help. I must choose rightness every day. It will not be easy, but it will make good sense, and it will be worth it. And then God will do as Isaiah 26, 3 says, He will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast, because he trusts in you. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this day. God, thank you for the righteousness through faith in Jesus that you have imparted onto my life. You dwell in my heart, and I pray that it would be so evident for me personally and for those that are outside looking in. God, help me to choose right inputs that will affect right thinking. And then, may my behavior be right. God, I can't do it on my own, and I need your help through the power of your Holy Spirit. Would you do it today? Would you do like you did for Solomon? Would you answer my prayer to be more and more like you each and every day? God, I pray for my friends that are listening. God, I pray this same request over them. God, that they would begin today to choose to do right, to think right, and to have things coming into their lives that are right. Your right, not the world's. And help us to be able to distinguish the difference. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, y'all. That's three descriptors down, five more to go. Next week, we will look at how our thoughts can be pure. Whatever, no matter what. I hope you will tune back in then. Have a great week. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I sure hope you have been encouraged by our talk. Join me next week for another new episode. Meet me right back here then. If you have been blessed by this podcast, please rate us, subscribe, and share with a friend. I would also love to hear from you. You can email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com. Let me know where you are listening from and how I can be praying for you. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.